Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by the podcast Espionage. Code names, deception, gadgets. It might seem like something out of the movies, but these are just some of the essential components of being a spy. Most spies don't stand out like James Bond or Ethan Hunt. They are ordinary, forgettable people, which makes them all the more dangerous. So what does it all what does it really take to be a spy? Every week, every week, the Parcast Network original show, Espionage, explores the high-stakes world and analyzes the missions behind the world's most incredible spies and what they brought their covert operations into the public eye. Find out the real-world spy tactics required to impersonate, exploit, and infiltrate the most confidential places in the world. You'll be shocked by the episode on Larry Chin, one of the CIA's top Chinese linguistics, who was the Chinese top spy for more than 30 years. Search for and subscribe to Espionage wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, search Espionage or visit podcast.com slash espionage to listen now. And please enjoy this podcast. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Yeah. Here we go. We got some. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. Uh, we finally figured out how to get the video in the video. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that opening. Uh, we love that. And we appreciate it from everyone from Suku Films, Sukum Films, Sukum Films. Uh, they're nice enough to do that for me. As always, my partner in crime, XG in the place to be. What's up, my how dude? are you, dude? Good. Feeling it's good. got a wonderful week of chaos coming out. I uh, want to give it up for our sponsors real quick. Give it up for BetDSI. BetDSI, for all your bet needs, go to BetDSI. Use the promo code HAT100 and uh, use that to uh, just make bets on all these. Uh, it's a wonderful time to do sports. Start betting now because it's about to get to just baseball. But we have UFC. We have uh uh, NBA playoffs, basketball, uh, boxing is killing it. Uh, the draft's coming up, and this should be out on that day. No, this actually be out on Wednesday, so it already came out before the draft. Uh, but get that. Use the promo code HAT100, and they will double your deposit up to $500. Hook it up and help it out. You guys are the best. I appreciate you guys listening to our sponsors. Uh, coming up on Tuesday, it is our good friends at Absolute Extract. Uh, ABX.org uh, presents Comedy Chaos live at the Comedy Store. Uh, the lineup is coming together. I will be announcing it this Tuesday. So by the time this is out, you'll get it. Uh, it is going to be a killer lineup, like always. It's the best show at the Comedy Store. Come 
come and support. Go to abx.org. Check out our friends. Uh, they have everything. They got the vape pens. They got the flower. They got the balms. They got good-looking women. By the way, weed chicks are way better than the weed chicks back in the day. The other ones, they look crunchy, granola. These all chicks all look like futuristic strippers, and we love them. So go to our good friends at abx.org. Help support those who help support the show. The Patreon is crushing right now. Go check it out. We got Conspiracies Now. It's a free flow show. If you want us to do more topical stuff, that is what the Patreon's for. It's called Conspiracies Now, and uh, people are loving it. It's the number one worst uh, public access show you'll ever see in your life, but it's fun, and uh, it's a really, really good show, and I'm pretty proud of it. We record it every Wednesday at 9 p.m. at the Comedy Store. If you're in L.A., you want to come hang out, Come watch it. Unfortunately, it won't be this Wednesday because I'm filming something for the CW. I'm very excited about that. So as this comes out, I will be in Montauk, uh, New York. And so you can go check that out. What else we got? T-shirts. Go check out. You want to support the show? Buy a T-shirt. Go to uh, TinfallHatTshirts.com and you could grab that. And uh, all the dates, I mean, we got everything on it. New shirts are going up all the time. Uh, it's all fan art. Fans... They, uh, you know, they send us them. We pick the ones we like. And we turn them into shirts so that you guys can have it. That's Samzilla. We got Ronin shirts. We got a lot of samurai stuff and more to come. And then uh, everybody in New York, the tinfoil hat is coming to Skankfest. I believe that's the second week in June. Go to Skankfest. June 21st to the 23rd. Third week. There Myself, we XG, Tim Dillon, we are live and we are doing that show, and we are super-duper excited about it. So uh, we're going to put that all together, and it's going to be a great show. We're going to be in a bigger room. Last time we packed it out, the show's even bigger, so we're going to be in a bigger room. So go and check that out. Tim Dillon is always on fire. Did we hit everything? Yep. We did everything. My God, I'm Killing getting good it. at this. How, quick, how long was that, Aaron? 445. Ooh. That's amazing. You guys are – I am great. You are lucky. <laughs> uh as you know, uh, this show, we do a lot of geopolitics, and we've been doing a lot. I'm kind of over it. I mean, we know what's going on. We know the game being played. Uh, a lot of people want me to do something on Julian Assange. I don't think anyone knows what's going on. I don't know if people think Trump's in on it. They're not on it. I've heard stuff that Chelsea Manning's father is uh, a spy for the, U U uh, the British Navy, and he's five eyes, and this has all been a long setup. So I'm holding off before we do a show on it. Because I want to know what's going on. I want to see when the second shoe drops. But I love getting into the occult. I love studying the, the stuff that maybe physics can't explain. <laughs> right? Because everyone thinks there's these rules of physics. And we got, it's, everything's got to be when there's physics. It's very funny because most likely Freemasons made the rules of physics. We don't hate all Freemasons here, okay? Just like any group, there's some bad apples. But the rules of physics were made by Freemasons to keep you to play within this group. It's like the rules of boxing. Well, I can punch, but what about MMA? I can't do any of that. Well, they don't want you doing that. They don't want you looking at it. There's things that the laws of physics cannot explain. And here to talk about, he is the producer of the uh, third I spies. Uh, he's director, editor, producer. He's a one-man band. Please welcome Lance Mangia. Hey, Sam. How are Did you? Did I get it? Yes, you got yes, it. Right. Yes, thank you, Lance. Thank you, <laughs> you got so it much perfectly, man. For coming on. Um, first of all, I gotta be honest with you. Your movie 
blew me away. Sweet. Not just from, like, just the story, but the production value was great. Usually when I got to watch some of these movies, I'm like, oh, this is... It's like going to see your buddy's band in L.A. You're like, oh, this is not going to be good. And then one time you go and they blow you away, you're like, wow. That guy could do something real for it, man. So we just want to run a trailer. Your movie's called Third Eye Spies, and we just want to run it real quick. And um, let's let's see if XG can do this. And stop. Oh, here it is. If you had an ability to be able to remotely perceive stuff any place in the world, that could be an extraordinary intelligence Well, you people source. get an audio. Are, are we found that many individuals are able to accurately describe okay, go what's do going it. Stop on it. in distant stop locations. It. Are you saying that the work you've stop. been doing is classified? Right. It was a research facility. That it's was a great film. <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff going on right now. You have to use your They can't see. Russians <laughs> and we're going to have to listen to it because we don't know how to stop it either. There's, there's dancing bears. They're just close. There's beautiful women. Psychic Dude, spy. the CIA know we're doing this. <laughs> Almost a psychic the CIA is here. Is there yeah, any yeah, real They're blocking the signal, right, man. There we go. There we go. When in doubt, That's all right. We'll, we'll put a link, it, okay? man. Just put a link. We'll put a link <laughs> in there. Put a link to the, to the trailer. And that, you can see the dancing bears uh, in Russia for yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, XG is as good at that as he is using uh, ways to get directions <laughs> back to the hotel. It's okay, XG. Stop working. Look at XG, this you crushed on the last show. You're alive. It's, it's it's my psychic ability, man. It's yes. like interfering with the signal. Third Eye Spies. It's basically along the lines of the men who stare at goats almost. It is the um, the remote viewing. Right, right. It's about remote viewing. I, I mean, I think men who stare at goats is kind of the satirical notion of this. But it, it's, it's actually not men who stare at goats. It's actually the real 20-year government program. Uh, where basically every U.S. intelligence agency used psychic abilities to spy on the Soviet Union very, very successfully for about 20 years before it was publicly outed, and then it probably went further underground. So you're saying successfully? Oh, absolutely successfully. Let's start from the beginning. How did you get into this? Well, um, when I was a kid, I had a dog-eared version of Reader's Digest and somebody that was in the U.S. Army remote viewing program leaked this out like long before it had come out and I read this article and I loved it and so I always kind of tried to follow you know this whole idea that that the U.S. Army was using psychics as spies I thought it was just cool like scanners or you know something you know and um, years later just by coincidence, um, a man by the name of Russell Targ, who was one of the founders of the original remote viewing program that happened at Stanford Research Institute, is where the first research was done on this. Um, he happened to see my first movie um, on YouTube. Uh, the movie is called Six String Samurai. It's kind of a cult movie. Paul, you – what do you mean? Oh, yeah. I directed it. You directed Six String Samurai? Fuck yeah, man. Holy movie, shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that movie. Oh, right on. There you go. <laughs> I'm blown away. Yeah. Dude, that movie is excellent. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm all Thank about you. the samurai, dude. <laughs> That's yeah, great, man! <laughs> wow, yeah, that's where the glasses came from, man. I wear these glasses, and it's like uh, you know, that's that's the whole six string samurai connection. That's amazing! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's a great movie, 
movie, man. Thanks for making that movie. Oh, you're welcome. So he you're saw welcome. that awesome movie. Yeah, yeah. He saw the movie, and and through a mutual friend, uh, he knew that I had a YouTube channel and a uh, public access show where I was interviewing people who were interested in consciousness and you know psychic stuff. And and uh, so he he basically reached out to me and he said, um, I have a script. And um, I'd love you to read it and and uh, um, maybe make this movie. And luckily, I knew who he was. I already knew who Russell Targ was. He's a very well known physicist and um, you know very well respected in the field of parapsychology. So, so even though I I read his script, I I wasn't thrilled about the the narrative script. You know, I said I'll, I'm glad to give you notes on it and everything. It's not really something I want to make. I said, but I think the real story here is the U.S. government's 20-year investment <laughs> yeah. in psychic abilities. I said, can't we talk about that? I said, that's a freaking movie, man. That I mean, is that's a like, movie. Cool. You know, and, and he goes, well, that's that's a very interesting idea. He says, why don't I fly out to L.A. and, and let's talk about it? So so he literally flew from San Francisco to L.A. And, and he literally showed up at my front door with a briefcase full of documents. And and we sat down at my you know living room table and he just starts taking out all of these like drawings of like Soviet weapons factories and uh, submarines and stuff where where basically somebody sitting in a room somewhere had had very very meticulously drawn schematics of something going on thousands of miles away with absolutely no input other than their own imagination you know and gotten it completely correct oh my god yeah, yeah. so so we're looking at this and i'm going all right is the cia gonna you know let us do this is they're gonna come after me if i do this movie you know but but it was it, it actually was so so real and so much information um and, and he was there for three days like i remember the first night i went to bed and i thought to myself is this guy like schizophrenic or something? I mean, I know he's famous, but but it's like it's so compelling, you know. Is is, is and then I and that that made me realize, you know, I we need to get everybody involved that had done this on record because it's it's so unbelievable that even me knowing enough about this, um, you need the credibility of all of the different people with PhDs after their names that were actually involved. So that's what I told Russell. I mean, the next day I said, look, I, I'm really into this and I'd love to do the film. But if we do this, we have to get everybody on record, you know, everybody th- that we can find and, and basically preserve that testimony because some of these people were getting older. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like if it's like a tree falling in the forest. If nobody hears, it doesn't make a sound. Right. You know, it's like it's, it's just too unbelievable unless you see the first nobody tells the story did it really happen right so so we basically um set off to contact a lot of these people and this was only able to be done now because of russell's efforts getting the program declassified because uh when he first started trying to get it declassified um, after he left the program in the 80s um it was all marked automatic do not downgrade which is the CIA's most classified version of stuff, meaning it doesn't automatically ever get declassified. You know, so so he had to petition, you know, Congress people and allies in the program, and uh, you know, after the closure of the program in the '90s, to to actually get all of that stuff done. Do you think the program has been closed? I mean, if this is so effective, and I don't want to jump the gun, but there's this yeah. notion that. They would stop. Do- hey, we stop doing it. <laughs> it's all done. No more. We learned our lessons. Bad us. We dropped it. It's like if it's effective. Well, you know, yeah, they're still doing it. Okay. So let, let's get <laughs> into this. I didn't I mean, mean I'm to throw us off guard. No, 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 no. It's fine. But I, I just want to say uh, if you had a tool that is so effective – 
Um, and, and I've heard people say like, oh, uh, maybe it was just propaganda. Maybe it never worked. You know, and I actually had that thought. I thought maybe I'm like being suckered here and I don't want to be – you know, um, I don't want to uh, be manipulated into doing something that's not real. I was, and even if I had found evidence that went against what I was doing, I still would have presented that evidence. Um, but when I started to see contemporary people doing this in front of me, you know, um, in ways that I, I couldn't make sense of how, as to how it worked, I went, okay, wait a minute. Somebody's not getting something here. Like we're not getting the full story right. about this. And and if it works now, then it worked then. And if and if these are just people that I'm around now, what about if if, if I was had all the resources of the U.S. government and I could go find the most badass people yeah. that ever did any of this stuff and and put them in a room and then have satellites to back up what it is that they find? Then and and I and I realized, yeah, they. They're still doing it. For you know, they, sure, man. It. But, but, but it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost anything. So it's like like the three of us right now could like get out a piece of paper and like concentrate on something hidden over there. Yeah. Like write it down. There's no like big computers needed or, or, or any of that. So you can hide all that stuff. It's it's almost like as if they were just to take um, like the black waterization of it. They probably left the official government reporting behind. Right. And then they just went to like private contractors. And then, yeah, and then yeah. there's the black ops uh, mm-hmm. funding and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah. it's why like I bu- a government buys a hammer mm-hmm. for like $3,000. Right. It right. costs in the It's in the Department of the Navy's trash removal fund. Yeah, right, yeah. right. I mean, seriously. So we mm-hmm. get into the, the – it's about remote viewing. Remote what is viewing. remote viewing? Remote viewing is the act of – using only the power of your own mind to see anywhere outside of time and space, uh, to see objects, people, places, uh, things, events um, that are otherwise completely hidden. And, and this is an ability that works whether you're looking in the past. Uh, to a certain extent, you can look into the future. Uh, you certainly can look at the now you know, of today. And, um, and what they found was that this was actually not an uncommon ability this is this is an ability that uh is like a bell curve of 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 creativity i mean uh you know um everybody has some ability to a certain extent some people may be virtuosos at it maybe other people can just carry a tune right but but it's a it's it's sort of just our own intuition um and applying that intuition to see things that are hidden and distant that's basically remote viewing i I talk about I have a cousin who could um, – and this isn't remote viewing but along the lines of psychic. Mm-hmm. He could, you could take some, put in his hand. He could tell you the complete history of yeah, it, yeah. where it's been, what mm-hmm. happened, all that stuff. Yeah. You know? it, it's a, it's a, it's, I mean, you know, look, it, there's psychics all over L.A. I mean we can go to a psychic right now and probably <laughs> Dude, if I cool lo- reading, you know, but, but it's not a, it's not a, uh, a science of an ability. It's, it's, a, it's an intuitive ability. What remote viewing did was basically just take this and put it into a structure. So, so that um, you know, there are certain things that you do and ways that you report out the information, and um, where it becomes much more sort of verifiable. And um, you know, and it's and, and believe it or not, they found that the people who were the best at doing this were people who were just ordinary people who had never done it before. You know, like um, if you were to go to like you know Madame Zola, uh, you know, and, and with the crystal ball and say, "Here, be a remote viewer." They may not be a very good remote viewer because they have their own way of of, of sort of doing their their own psychic work and and whatever. Uh, they found that the people who could do this were uh, people who uh, maybe like the successful scientists from another laboratory, uh, people who were successful in other fields, uh, people who were kind of outgoing and and um, you know um, had a very grounded, balanced perspective on life. 
you know, not the crazy far out, yeah. you know, psychic. Not the not mm-hmm. the crazy cat lady. Right, right, right. Or the lady sitting outside the psychic reading that is the only business in Los Angeles that never shuts down. Right. Nope. I've seen Starbucks, Sizzlers, <laughs> but somehow the psychic lady who sits outside what looks like a uh, third world dictator mansion on Melrose never shuts well, then, down. Then she's You've probably pretty one? good. What? Have you been inside one? They don't like when men walk in. Have no, you ever noticed I've that? Never go been with your well, girlfriend. It depends on shoe. who you're going to. Like if you go to the gypsies, like there's a lot of like the gypsies really do have like some sort of thing where they where they do this stuff. But it's a it's a very sort of um, you know, it's a it's a complicated thing. But what what you don't want to do is you don't want to go to somebody who you walk in and they they may have some real ability maybe, but then they're going to look at your palm and go, oh, "You're cursed." Yeah. If if only you'd buy my candle for six hundred dollars, yeah. yeah. I can fix it. I've actually had I had that happen to me once. You know, and it's like ah, I'll just deal with it. You know, it, it's like it, it, it's it's. Uh, Something that you don't necessarily need to have outside of yourself, you know, right. and, and that's the thing I think that is the biggest secret, you know, they, like is, is that if, if the U.S. government knew that, you know, you know, then you're, you're just as powerful as they are. Right. right. You know, right. So, so it's like what happens if, if like everybody knows this, it, you can go back in time. You talk about the Freemasons and other hidden societies and, uh, you, you know, um, even some churches today, perhaps, and, and, uh, and secret groups and things like that. All of these people knew this stuff. All of this, all of them. You know, um, but they keep the information hidden. The 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 Mayan, you know, um, priest dude on top of the temple holding the beating heart or whatever. You know, he knew a lot of this stuff, but he wasn't telling the people down at the bottom of the pyramid because right. then he'd lose his power, right? Right. So, so I think a lot of it is about that. You have to. It's almost when you are. Um, this. I hope this makes sense. When ba- baby elephants are small they tie a rope to its leg and it can't get out Mm -hmm. so when it grows older they tie the rope around its leg and even though it's powerful it thinks that's it i can't go dude so they have to convince you you need them Mm -hmm. in order to do this stuff and without them you're powerless or you're garbage when in reality you are the one it's like it's like again dumbo's magic feather yes you you always had the power you just put it into some symbolism right Mm -hmm. there well when when this all got started it it was the standard i don't know if you ever saw ghostbusters and you know like the little card tricks they do at the beginning of ghostbusters where bill murray's like shocking the guy and he's like guess the guess what's on the card yeah right okay so so that's what they that's literally taken from like stanford research institute back in the you know 70s that's what they were doing they weren't shocking people but they were like having doing they the, were probably the, shocked the, maybe people. they were they, they, they didn't were talk about shocked. it very well, much if you listen to what happened to the uh the unibomber they were shocking people <laughs> maybe over in the mk ultra area oh okay know, different the, department the different department Wrong you know floor. Like, <laughs> it's like viewing shocking upstairs. shockings in the basement yeah. you know uh lsd up at the top yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> different department <laughs> okay so they were literally just doing these card tricks, and they had one guy um, who was an actual real uh, claim to be the greatest psychic in the world. His name was Ingo Swan. And, you got to be with that name. You yeah, can't work you, you got it. I don't know if you made Ingo that up Swan. or it was his real name, but I mean, it, it's a cool name, right? Yeah, Ingo and, Swan. And and Ingo said, you know, you're having me do these stupid card tricks. If you want to know what's in the envelope, just pick up the fucking envelope and and read it. You know, I, I can see anywhere on the planet. Give me something better to look at. Yeah. You know, and so to humor this guy, they started sending an assistant out for coffee at lunch or something. And, and they'd say, all right, well, you know, you tell us where he is. And the guy would write down details of where the assistant had gone that were accurate. And so they said, well, gee, we're onto something here. And then over a period of months, they figured out they could use coordinates. And and they, they could use latitude and longitude. 
And, and without any other information, knowing what's going on, they could give this guy just, you know, okay, 48 degrees this and 50 degrees that. And then he would tell you what was at that location anywhere on the planet. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere on the planet. So um, when this got out, um, the CIA was secretly monitoring of course. their progress, right? Of course. <laughs> and, and somebody from CIA shows up and says, you know, yeah, we've been looking for you guys. You know, and, and uh, apparently the Soviet Union at the time was spending untold millions uh, at like 70-some different laboratories all around the Soviet Union, uh, not just studying this stuff, but the intelligence reports they were getting were saying they were using it operationally. So this was scaring the CIA, and they didn't know. They thought maybe it was all just propaganda. So they, they told Stanford Research Institute, where these two scientists, Russell Targ, who's my producer, and, and uh, Hal Putoff, who was his partner, if you can prove this works, we'll fund you. Wow. You know, he says, but we don't think it does work. We think it's bullshit. You know, so, so if this is just BS, well, then, then whatever. But um, we, we actually want you to disprove it is what we want. And, and of course, they basically gave uh, a random set of coordinates to SRI. And, and SRI Ingo, took those right, coordinates right. to two different psychics. One was Ingo Swan. The other man was by, uh, by the name of Pat Price. Pat Price was a uh, police commissioner in Burbank. In the city, actually, we're in Burbank, you know, yeah. and and, uh, he, and he was a he had just retired and he had read some of the public study stuff that had been done at SRI and he wanted to be involved. So they said, oh well, okay, send him the uh, you know the the coordinates and just see what he comes back with, right? So they sent him the coordinates independently. They had Ingo look at the coordinates. They both come back with like um, descriptions of um, underground bases. Uh, of um, uh, missile silos, um, military barracks, uh, you know, um, large doors and, you know, um, all this kind of stuff. And um, the scientists look at this. They have no idea if it's accurate. We don't know. They just send it off back to to, um, CIA. And the guy at CIA looks at it and goes, this is bogus. This is totally not what I told them to look at. I told them to look at my buddy's cabin in the woods you know, that's it. You know, and, and then, you know, so Kit, this is the guy in the movie, calls Russell and says, uh, what's the deal, you know, with this? Is, this is not what I gave you. And then Russell says, well, that's odd because both of our guys were independently coming up with very similar results. So Kit decides to take a family vacation for the weekend out to the woods of Virginia where these coordinates were. Mm-hmm. And as he's driving down the road, he's looking out and he's seeing this giant radar dish out in the distance and sounds like something that had been described. And so he goes, gee, I wonder what that is. So he looks it up and he finds out it's one of the most top secret sites uh, that the NSA has. It's a, it's a listening post to spy on Russian satellites. And literally for a hundred mile radius in that whole area, you can't even have like a walkie talkie. It's so secret. Really? Yeah. 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 It's like, it's a radio free zone. It's called sugar, sugar Grove. It's retired now, but just recently. And so they say, yeah, exactly. And, and, um, so he sends this stuff out to NSA and says, is there any validity to any of this stuff? And then the next thing you know, CIA, FBI, uh-huh. NSA, all of these guys are showing up at this dude's office. Like, what the hell are you doing sending psychics in California to spy on the NSA? <laughs> <laughs> because, because they didn't just get it right. They got it really right. Yeah. You know, and especially Pat, Pat Price actually was able to um, give the names of top secret special access projects going on at that oh site. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he, he, he listed the name of the facility. He listed specific names of programs going on that were ongoing, and I checked into that to make oh, sure. Oh, man, they yeah. must have flipped out. Oh, they did. They did. Uh, you know, we in our film, we interviewed um, Ken Kress, who was an undercover uh, CIA operative who, who was the um, physicist that was in charge of running the program at the inception. And he said once that information got back into NSA that this little experiment – I'm sorry, CIA – that this little experiment had kind of blown up, um, it scared everybody. I mean, it, it all of a sudden, everybody hit pause and went, wait a minute. Okay, so if, if you can see documents, then that means that none of our stuff is safe. Yeah. Like, you know, we're missing something here yeah. big time. And, and so um, they started funding Stanford Research Institute. Uh, and then at the same time, they also had Stanford Research Institute start training other people in government. Sometimes without their knowledge, like like people would just show up and yeah. be like, oh, "I just want to check out what you guys are doing," and then you find out later they're going back to CIA and doing it. You know, so so this this went on for um, twenty years. They worked for every single agency of the U.S. intelligence services, um, and they got very good operational results. The Army program was based out of Fort Meade, Maryland. Um, they, uh, you know, um, for a number of years. Uh, did work out of there, and um, I talked to their in the movie Joe McMonagles, the most sort of famous uh, remote viewer for the U.S. Army. He was given the Legion of Merit Award, um, which is the highest honor you can get as a non-combatant in the intelligence services. Really, you know, for his remote viewing. So you're going to tell me it didn't work? How come the dude got the Legion of Merit Award? Like, what was he like playing Tilly Winks name? with the Russians? Uh, Joe McMonagle. Joe, Joe McMonagle. Yeah, it's uh, Chief Warrant Officer Joe McMonagle. And, really? and uh, um, he said that they got about uh, – and actually through the other research that I did as well, I, I learned that um, they got about – 80% of their cases had positive evidence for remote viewing, meaning they got some things right. But 20% of their cases they solved completely. You know, so now the other thing you got to keep in mind is that these cases were cold cases. They were only given things in the remote viewing unit in the army when nobody else could solve them. You know, like when they didn't know when they they just had no idea what was going on. So they would give and they solved completely solved 20 percent of those cases and got positive evidence for over 80 percent. So so that's like uh, dramatic evidence of something. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know that's of something. I mean, and 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 so when I started this film, I, I was really, really um, compelled not just by the spy versus spy, you know, conspiracy stuff, which is cool, right? But I was compelled by what this means to us, like as human beings, and 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 uh, into science in particular, uh, because it means that we're missing something really. Yes. Big. That there's you know, something bigger going on. Right, right. And and it's the same stuff that has been talked about for years. I mean, for centuries. I mean, all of the mystics and the you know, the prophets and stuff talk about this kind of stuff and we always discount it as as like sort of myth. We know? all have that. We think mm-hmm. of somebody, all of a sudden they call us. You know, right. there's just something because we were talking kind of before about how like a lot of stuff and conspiracies get poo pooed because it doesn't fit into the rules of physics or the laws of physics. And you were like, you said something really smart and, and basically like, you know, just think of how the rules have changed over time. It's yeah. like if I use 19, 
1850 scientific laws. How do I explain a microwave? Right. There, there was a physicist, I forget his name, in the early 19th, uh, no, early 20th century that said, um, we don't need to study physics anymore. We know everything there is to know about physics. We don't need to study it. You know, and, and now, like 100 years later, we're, we're realizing that what we know is just the tiniest little bit you know, compared to what's actually out there. And, and actually, as time goes on, and we talk about stuff like um, psychic abilities, it, it's, the evidence is mounting more and more, even in mainstream circles, through things like quantum physics, quantum entanglement, you know, um, th- that, that there is something there that we don't understand. You know? but, but the problem has been that we're looking at a very linear way of science. We're looking at a, a very particular... Um, um, dogmatic way of doing things. One plus one always must equal two. Right. You know, and and in quantum mechanics, just like with your own consciousness, it doesn't work that way. We don't think linearly. You know, we don't operate on ones and zeros. So you can't uh, go into a laboratory and replicate that result exactly the same every time because every single point of consciousness, me, you, him, everybody, is is different. You know, so so we're all going to have slightly different filters and look at things a different way and bring our own BS onto the table, and and so it's very hard to create a um, a scientific theory right. around consciousness because there's no material thing that you can point to. It's not like I have a beam coming out of my head, you know, like like in your poster, you know, there <laughs> that that literally you can like read and go and and see. The reason that the Soviets took this stuff so seriously and the reason that they did so well with it over a long period of time was because um, they were materialists. They believed that there had to be a material explanation for psychic abilities because everything had a material explanation because they're communists. And and, uh, Lenin and Stalin and all these guys, they they really believed that everything had a – true material explanation, even consciousness. So what would happen over time is these scientists in the Soviet Union would would disprove that. Like they would send somebody into a, a submarine and go down at the very furthest depths of the ocean. They'd be like, all right, if it's a signal that's coming off of somebody's brain, then the water's going to dampen it and we're going to get a different result. And there, there would be no different result. They even sent – Wow. Yeah. The, no. They would do that? They would send somebody to submarine to the bottom of the ocean? That's a real t- experiment that was done. Wow. Yeah, in the Soviet Union. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Looks like they did it better. Well, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they actually the, – the Soviets and the U.S. had different ways of looking at the phenomenon. The Soviets wanted outbound psiability. They wanted to cause things. Like, like I'm going to think about Saturn and I'm going to get him to have me on his show. I'm going to do that. I'm going to plant that thought. Like, yeah. you know, like that's what they were working on. Or they would uh, try to like mess up electronics or try to like create some outcome in the world like PK, like, uh, you know, psychokinesis, like poltergeist shit. Right, right. right. You know, but, but um, the Americans were much more concerned about inbound information. So they were, they were concerned with, um, you know, gathering intelligence and, and preventing uh, other people from seeing what they were doing, you know. So, so that was their focus, and and the Americans claim to have been very successful in that. While the Soviets' um, whole outbound thing, um, because that was more of their focus, they didn't do quite as well with that, you know. But again, that again, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it depends on who you talk to, because you can't really trust anything. When you it can't comes to trust stuff. any of the yeah, information yeah, you, out there. You, you have to discern for yourself. I'll tell you, I, I spent 
the first several months of making this film wondering, okay, am I, am I, is this for real? Is this for real? I mean, and, and keeping <laughs> thinking about it. But it wasn't until I actually saw it for myself that then I went, all right. And, and it was actually in the film. I, I went to uh, the uh, International Remote Viewing Association conference. There's a conference. There's a conference. Where is the Dude, conference? Dude, let's go, man. It's in Vegas. When is it? It's well, in of Vegas. course it's um, in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's in Vegas. And uh, um, there's actually one in uh, June coming up called um, App Fest. I'll plug that. What day is that? Uh, oh, man, when it's like late June. But it's, App um, Fest. Yeah, App Look Fest. Um, APP or yeah, AP? APP. Um, and uh, that is actually the Applied Precognition Project. They oh, do, dude, I am yeah. there. Oh, yeah. They do uh, They you do gambling. Me. Oh, let's go, man. I'm going to be there. Let's, let's go. do it. Yeah, let's, let's go. I will do that. I would love right that. Right on. Right on. Yeah, and uh, and they do gambling experiments, and and uh, um, in Vegas, they actually, you know, that's that's how this one physicist that runs that program, his name is Marty Rosenblatt, um, and he's a physicist, used to be at SRI, and and they get about their best groups get like seventy five, eighty percent hit rates uh, in over under sports betting. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they uh, they when they should be getting twenty five percent by I'm chance. I'm gonna go meet some people. Yeah, this is yeah. America. Yeah, how are you gonna lose? Yeah, Jamatria, yeah. Jamatria, whatever <laughs> yeah. that was. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, when I saw the contemporary uses of this, and and uh, and saw the results like firsthand for myself, then I went, all right, you know, so this is not propaganda. You know, this, there's there's something to this. You know, you, you can't get that many people to pull the wool over somebody's eyes. You know, and and. Uh, for sure, U.S. intelligence took this stuff very, very seriously, you know, and, and actually a lot of their effort was geared towards making sure that the Russians can't do it to them. And, and for example, um, a, a remote viewer from the Army actually told me this. You know how there's this rule that politicians can't receive gifts? Like if I was to give you – here's a cell phone, Sam. You know, um, it, it, you know right. uh, take this, comrade. Yeah. You take a cell phone. It'd be good for you. Yeah. you, know, you, know, you, you okay, fine. Now you're carrying around that phone and that becomes like a psychic beacon you know, because it's been, it's been marked by like a Soviet spy you know, um, so that like if you're in some secret bunker somewhere doing something, it becomes a psychic listening device. Now. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. the new, it's the old Alexa. Right, right. It is. It's the psychic Alexa. It's the non-tech Alexa. And and uh, and that was actually back in the 80s, um, they implemented a policy where it was like politicians and high ranking you know, people in the military could not accept any gifts. If you get a gift, it goes into a storage room, you know, and it sits there for until you're out of office. You know, Shut and, up. Yeah. And that's why? Well, that's what I was told. That's what I was told, yeah. Yeah, by, by somebody who was a remote viewer. In the Army. Holy you know, I would love to know. Did yeah. you ever get to interview any Russians on that I, I did. I did. And yeah. Did they but, have any interesting stories? Um, well, I, the, the Russian guy that I interviewed, and he did not make the film. Um, he'll be on my YouTube page soon. It's um, uh, YouTube.com Waking Universe TV. Yeah. Um, that's my YouTube page. And uh, it's an interview with a Ukrainian scientist. Uh, who has spent a lot of years um, studying this phenomenon of remote viewing and psychic and stuff in, in general. And what he told me is that um, he has to publish under an assumed name now because it's become so cracked down on in, in the uh, former Soviet Union, all over the Ukraine, Russia, those places. Um, it's very much frowned upon, frowned upon now to even study this, this kind of phenomenon. Oh, really? They even ban books, he said, in, in the Ukraine were, uh, about uh, psychic ability and stuff like that. They don't want people dabbling in this. And, and so, um, you know, so, yeah, he publishes under an assumed name. But, but to be fair um, and non-conspiracy about it, 
you know, look, it's an embarrassing field for, for scientists who have PhDs after their name. I've seen it again and again and again when I've interviewed these guys. They know, they know there's something to this. They know it's real. Um, you know, I went to Cambridge and interviewed a Nobel laureate. Brian Josephson is in the film. And, and uh, um, he told me that even though he's won a Nobel Prize uh, for quantum physics, because he believes there's validity to psiability, and, and because he spent years experimenting and studying with that, uh, it's very hard for him to get funding, even though he's a Nobel Prize winner. For, for that subject. For anything. For anything. For anything. For like, anything. He's been blackballed. He wants to, if he wants to find out why Weebles wobble, but they don't matter. fall down. Yeah, it doesn't he matter. Can't like, get he's, that he, done. Says, he says that he's actually spoken to people. Who's, he says it in the film. He says, you know, I've spoken to people who've said, uh, you know, um, we'll work with this other guy as long as you don't work with Josephson. You know, because the stigma of it, you know, the stigma of it, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, oh, that's too crazy or whatever. You know, it's like, but again, times are changing. Too crazy scares people. Yes. I see it in entertainment as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. When you're surrounded by business people mm-hmm. and science is business. Yes. Like if I, mm-hmm. if you go, hey, here are the results of this. I want to know who funded it mm-hmm. because there's a good chance they had something to do with the results or at least the interpretation oh, yeah. of the results. Dude, I, I went to a, a local college that, that has an agricultural program and, and I'm walking in the door and I, I went there to go buy some like good organic produce. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to get some good like, you know, bell peppers and, and stuff like that. And I walked in and I walked right up to the, to the kid at the counter and I said, hey, where's your organic section? I want to get something. And he goes, um, yeah, we don't have an organic section. Sorry. You know, and it's like, okay, but it's all locally grown here on campus. Oh, okay. Guess who's funding their whole program? Monsanto. Yeah, Monsanto, DuPont, <laughs> you know, Kellogg, like all of these, these, these uh, companies that, that make pesticides. So do you think they're going to teach their students about how not to use no, pesticides? No, of course. No, hell no. And, 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 and it's the same thing with, with any area of medicine, science, whatever. It's, it's, it's always about who is funding the studies. Who's funding this, you know, and, and so, yeah, it, it makes dogma, you know, is, is a, is a very, very powerful word when it comes to science or religion, frankly. Yeah. Money you know? and mm-hmm. uh, egos mm-hmm. really like hold people back mm-hmm. and hold back progress mm-hmm. in a lot of fields. Even, you know, it's like within comedy and in, in, in the, in the industry, it's just like the suits, they're basically uh, gamblers and right. they gamble and mm-hmm. like they'll rig the race for mm-hmm. that particular person mm-hmm. and they they don't like when a wild card comes because and no. then it, it like even if you look at probably from a directing point of view if you look at televisions like they don't want a hit show that's so crazy out there right because then mm-hmm. it forces them to have to try to duplicate that or work outside this yeah. very simple box you're seeing that right now on youtube you know, you're seeing that on YouTube. You're seeing it's like the the tail wags the dog now. You know, it's like it's like, and I think you're going to start to see it in a lot of other areas too. Probably energy. I hope you know for sure because that's the other thing. You know, is is that is that you know people working on free energy, people working on revolutionary energy ideas, um, and also people working in consciousness. These are people who are 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 working in sort of a vacuum. You know, but the problem or for the status quo now is that you do have the internet. You know, you, you do have alternative routes. It's like a leaky dam with all of this stuff just sort of sneaking out. You know, and, it's and, blood in the water, in yeah. my opinion. And it's it's they're trying their hardest to control it. Mm-hmm. But luckily, there's 
dudes who live in basements who mm. can't get laid, and <laughs> their whole thing is, how can I just burn everything down? How can I disrupt the system? And that's by creating this new website, right. creating this VPN, right. creating something that does not allow these people mm. to control this amazing thing that if they had their way right. it would be just their websites for you to check out but there's a there's a, a new way of controlling it and and the new way of controlling it is you throw so much shit in the air that, you that like yeah you just, yeah you don't you know it's not like they try to shut the information down what they do is they put out like tons so and tons and tons shit. of stuff yeah that, that that like you can't rise above all of that you yeah. know like and that yeah. and that's the and that's, yeah. that's what's happened i i realized this after i spent five years studying this stuff and researching it and, and shooting and going around the world interviewing these people and and the the story again and again and again was that they were all frustrated because they can't uh, even when they can talk about it, like they can't get their message out in a big enough way because it, it just doesn't reach that level of critical mass. Our film is is so far the best shot that that we've had at getting this sort of stuff out because it's it's just like uh, lost in the in the jet stream of of, of BS. And, and uh, you know, so many people, you stop them on the street and you say something like, oh, you know, the U.S. government did remote viewing. Again and again, you'll hear people say, oh, yeah, but that didn't work. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, I saw men with steroids. Oh, that's been that's debunked. Like, that's yeah, the big yeah, that's, thing. that's been debunked. I, I actually went to some studio executives and I talked to them about this. I went to a really good friend of mine who was a, a award-winning filmmaker, old friend of mine from school. We had like a four-hour conversation argument uh, about why I should not make the film. You know, because he said, oh, dude, you're going to ruin your reputation. You know, you got Why? a good reputation. Don't do this. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I've already researched it. I researched that I was going to do something on it. And, and then I found out it was all bogus and lies. And I, and, I, and I told him, I said, send me your research. Please, I want to see what, you're, what you've researched. Show me. He goes, wow, well, I was like Wikipedia and a few other things. I was like, no, that's yeah. not research, man. Yeah. You know, no. It's like people who do <laughs> Snopes, put down a Snopes, um, a link, and they're like, look, well, Snopes was wrong so many times. Right. We just don't, we don't ever, the, I keep score. Mm-hmm. Like conspiracy theorists keep score. Was there any, um, um, any of the incidents that stood out to you, the operations, the missions that stood out more than other, were like just like you got to be kidding me. Well, the the um, not not so much one operation, but one remote viewer, you know, um, would be Pat Price. You know, um, you know, Pat- I, have a, I have a question about sure mm-hmm. uh, heart attack. Heart attack. Ah, see, he's asking the big question. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Did he die of a heart attack? See, see, this guy. I'm, I'm, I'll tell that story. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so Pat Price and and his story is fascinating because here's a guy who literally was a police commissioner, uh, probably blocks away from here. You know, and and he was the guy who would be sitting in his office and detectives would come in and say, you know, I've got this really hard case. I can't find this like car that's been stolen. You mind helping me out? And he would look at a map and he'd go, yeah, here, there's a guy that kind of like seems like your perp. What? And and he's, and he's, his heart's racing. And, you know, why don't you look in this alleyway? And then they'd find the car and they'd find the dude. What? Yeah. Psychic, psychic cop. Psychic cop. Yeah. That's Pat Price. So, so like see this drawing right here. So yeah, that's so, him with the the weird like kindergarten teacher sweater up. There. No, no, go that down, was actually down. Ingo. That's Ingo. Uh, that's Pat all the way over to the uh, to the left there on the okay. far side. He was an older man. Go down, go down. He's actually not even that old. He's like in his fifties, 
And and uh, um, but go back to that drawing. This this drawing, the one you were just looking at. Yeah, that. Okay, so so this was the thing. Like like the earlier stuff that I told you about got CIA interested in this, but but this right here, this drawing. Uh, was the thing that hooked them completely into that it was real. Because, see, even after they'd gotten all that great information about the NSA and everything, the CIA is naturally suspicious, right? They're, right. they're going to be like, somebody's conning us. It's right, not real. Right, 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 you know, right, and, right, and so right, Ken Kress, this undercover uh, you know, CIA guy, was hiding out at a hotel, and he had given Pat Price these coordinates to look at. And, and uh, Pat Price draws that crane on the right. You know, that, that like pencil sketch, yeah. right? Okay, so, so Hal Putoff, the guy actually in the photo down at the bottom of the screen there, that, that's Hal. You know, Hal Putoff then goes back to Ken Kress's hotel room. Pat didn't even know he was working for CIA yet or anything. You know, he didn't know specifically anything. They just said, hey, we'll look at here, we'll look and see what's here, right? So, um, so he goes and brings that drawing. Go, go, go back to the drawing for a minute. Um, that drawing right there on the right. Um, and, and, uh, the, the facility that they were looking at, that was the that drawing on the left is the actual facility. That's actually a, a CIA sketching uh, overlay of a satellite image because they, they don't give you the real satellite image because they don't want you to know how much detail they actually have. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but that is the actual crane. If you notice, both of them have eight wheels. Yeah. You know, um, it, uh, Pat in his transcript said um, it's, it's incredibly uh huge it's so huge that that i'm sitting there and i'm i I can just see it rolling right over my head because it's so big if you notice go look at the photo again yeah um like right there right is is a a little person a little person there's a little person oh it looks like a thumbtack but it's actually a person explaining right trying to give you kind of an understanding of scale how big it is and he looks like smaller than the big pen guy it's like a tiny 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 and and that is how the guy described it right and and uh it's and and then he also went on to describe stuff going on underground and and he said underground they were working on a um these uh, gores like sp- the, to create spheres, and he he nailed it within like twelve inches as to how big the spheres actually were in oh reality. Oh my god! And, and, and but the thing is, see, the crane was enough to convince CIA that this guy was pretty much for real, but they didn't know about the gores, you know, and they didn't know about the beam weapon that was being built there underground. Um, so they just thought he got that wrong, right? It wasn't until four years after the dude died. That that um, Aviation Week wrote an article about the gores of Semipalatinsk um, because the Soviets at that point had opened the facility up because of some treaty or something, and and Aviation Week had gotten in there and taken pictures, and then they, that's how they learned about it. But it was four years after the dude died, so unless he was actually a Soviet agent working in Russia and knew about it, oh nobody God. in U.S. intelligence knew about it. And and that to me was a huge thing in the documentary. I actually all of the the military and the and the uh, CIA people that we interviewed. I went to them and I said, you know, so did anybody know about this? You know, because you can't debunk that. You know, like there's no way for them to debunk that. So, so um, that was really a key thing. But this guy was so good that, that when they finally realized there was something to it, they still weren't totally convinced. So they said, okay, we're going to end the project with Stanford Research Institute. We're going to um, shut them out. And we're going to basically kidnap Pat Price. <laughs> they, they, they basically compelled him to move to Virginia to a farm where he was constantly monitored 24 hours a day. 
and and they gave him a, a cover of a like coal mine manager or something, and and uh, and they basically would have him sit in a room and do remote viewings for CIA under surveillance without any outside involvement. How did they find him? How did they find this guy that was just a cop? Was, you know? They they they. Well, according to Hal um, put off um, in in the movie, um, the, uh, Pat reached out to SRI. You know, um, now I'll tell you a little known thing that is not in the film, and it's it, and that is that uh, that both Ingo and Pat were both Scientologists, and and uh, they were both both in the Church of Scientology, and they um, they may have known each other. I mean, it's possible that Ingo said, "Hey, why don't you?" You know, um, check out this thing. I'm this cool thing I'm doing, and 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 Scientology in general was a um, very psychic friendly. You know, and Scientology, Scientology, yeah, and and uh, you know, I chose not to even put that in the film because I didn't want the film to be about Scientology. Right, it's, right, it's like right. There's such bigger issues here. Yeah, than, right, than yeah, yeah. Go watch that. Clear or something else if you want to talk about Scientology. I wanted to talk about you know this, this other stuff. Viewing. Yeah, and but but there was some very interesting connections there through the church. Because I think, especially at that time when the church was first getting going, they were very friendly to um, psychic abilities. And actually, a large part of their sort of system or whatever kind of thing they're doing was about remote viewing. You know, it was about that. They didn't call it that, but it was like something like that. So, so I think that both of them probably came out of that world, you know, and, and that's sure. where that started. For sure. Know. So they, so they, they round these guys up and they make them join this, this, uh, this department of the CIA, and we've learned that there's different uh, departments in the CIA. Mm-hmm. It's it's not all spy espionage. They have obviously something like this. There's the people who just work in the office. Right. There's the office right, people right. who mm-hmm. I need I need your receipts for the ammo. You know, <laughs> the, you know, yeah. you gotta give me the receipts. I can't give you cash unless I have your receipts. And mm-hmm. there's and then there's the have an errand. They probably yeah. have an errand too. You're, you're you're talking. What you're talking about is stovepiping. They call it right. stovepiping. You know, stovepiping is if you imagine a stovepipe, it's this long narrow tube, right? Right. That's the way all of these special access projects work. You know, it, it's like from the UFO subject to like the psychic stuff to MK ultra to whatever the left hand purposely never knows what the right hand yes yes yeah they they keep it all separate but i want to get back can i get back to answering his his question right so so the last thing that pat price did before he died was um he was tasked uh the cia still was skeptical right they they wanted to know how the hell does this work and they had no mechanism to prove it they just knew it was useful and so they uh, and this is probably circa 1976 or something you know the golden and, days. yeah and and um so they brought in a guy who had actually broken into the libyan embassy in new york a cia agent and and uh who knew the basic schematics of this embassy and they wanted to know where the code room was in this embassy and and um and this guy had actually had access to that. So he knew you know, the basics of that. So um, they just basically showed Pat a picture of the front of the building. And they said, here's your target. Where's the code room in it? You know, so he meticulously described the whole building, the way the stairs work, the carpet, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, he went into the code room. He described that. And then once he was in the code room, he said, oh – um, and by the way, there's some sort of um, stuff happening in the Libyan desert that these guys are like dealing with. Um, there's like a terrorist training camp out there and they're speaking like Chinese and all these other Russian and all these languages. And it's a, probably out here in this location and whatever. And um, not only did they look and find that terrorist what? training camp, yeah, which nobody knew about, you know, and uh, but they also 
um, the guy that was there in the embassy said, yeah, this guy was like there. I said, I don't know how he knows any of this stuff. So uh, they proved that he knew all of this. And, and um, then several days later, he was dead. Who, Pat? Heart attack. Pat. Heart attack. Pat, Pat. they killed him all, <laughs> you think? Yeah. I don't know if they killed him. I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I have oh, no firsthand oh evidence, right? <laughs> but, 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 um, but I'll tell you, um, by that point, the CIA had trained up at least two other competent remote viewers you know, from SRI. So they had their own kind of stuff going. And, and we think of intelligence as this monolithic thing, right? But, but actually, with Pat's passing, the official CIA program ended. And this was in the early seventies. I mean, I mean, you know, mid seventies, whatever. Come on, no, 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 no. The official, yeah, the official. Right, but right. see, SRI, who was an outside contractor, their whole deal is to go get other contracts. So they started contracts with. They already had the reputation, so they had contracts with the army and the navy and the air force and uh, secret service and like. I mean, they were doing tasks for everybody, not just CIA. So this was not a CIA centric only, you know, kind of a thing. But um, there's different stories. You know, when Pat died. He actually was on furlough from his like farm in Virginia, and he was flying out to L.A. to go visit SRI. And and he stopped over overnight in Vegas, and um, he had dinner with a friend. And then he claimed that he had been poisoned. You know, um, he th- he didn't know if it was food poisoning or what it was, but he got violently ill. He went back to his room and was like throwing up, you know, and stuff oh like that. Oh my god! And and uh, and basically, yeah, he died that night. He died that night. He passed away. So you don't um, leave the CIA. That's well, and that's why when like I, I found it very interesting you meeting these gentlemen and who, this guy right here who's this guy right here Russell yeah that's Russell that's now the, Russell the main, Russell yeah. Targ is is the guy who 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 produced the documentary yeah. with me he looks like he's yeah. remote view- if remote remote viewing was a person that's what it'd look like Russell is legally blind right really yeah he's 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 uh, he's got a resolution problem with his eyes and he has a failure to be able to um, recognize faces like it's a genetic thing um, but he rode a motorcycle in in the San Francisco area for like 30 years because basically by psychic ability and memory you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah no he can he can see but but he can't see well but he does a, he's, he'll, he'll tell you I do a really good impersonation of a guy who can see you know and <laughs> and uh, and it's true I mean I've spent enough time with him now to know this but but um, when Russell was a kid um, he would do magic shows and and uh, he was a magician you know he was like a street performer you do like mental magic and stuff like that and he would notice that he'd be doing his uh, mental magic thing and and uh, like you know, he an image would pop into his mind about you know somebody living in a yellow house with a white picket fence, and he'd say that to this person, and then go, oh my god, you're brilliant, that's right, and and so he realized that he was doing stuff that that you know wasn't mental magic, you know, and uh, years later he went on and he became a physicist. He was one of the um, inventors of the high powered laser, uh, you know. So so I mean he's like a legit physicist, and um, as is Hal Putoff, his partner, and and um, and. He spent uh, years researching psychic ability kind of just as a hobby, you know, and then he went to Sylvania Laser Laboratories. He was working there and he convinced his boss to start a parapsychology psychic ability ESP Department, research program. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he invented this like little four choice machine. Uh, it's like a random number generator that like you can predict what number is going to come up next using psychic ability, according to him. Um, and uh, which is now, by the way, an iPhone app. 
You can get it on your iPhone for free. You can guess what the number is going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, um, it's a, it's this this tool that he wound up inventing for NASA and, and at Sylvania. Uh, That'd be a great way for the CIA to find or anybody sure. to find out who's yeah, psychic. Maybe, yeah, hey, maybe. This dude is nailing these numbers. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but uh, but I his goal. I'll, I'll tell you the Russell's goal. <laughs> Russell left the program much earlier than everybody else. Because he wanted to tell tell people about their own psychic abilities, so I believe right. that's really Russell's thing. But but um, when Russell um, invented this thing, and they they accidentally put out an ad in in a newspaper <laughs> um, saying we're looking for psychic subjects, yes, and they weren't supposed to say that, yeah. you know, like they're supposed to say something different. Yeah. And the guy screwed up, and um, lo and behold, they get a call from Bobby Kennedy at the time. Bobby. Bobby Kennedy, and and uh, who was the, uh, I guess he was the uh, the representative of whatever district or you know that that this this took place in, and the, he had gotten so many phone calls from like concerned citizens about this evil demonic thing that was going on at Sylvania Labs that that he shut the whole thing down. He said he said if you don't shut this down. Then uh, GM, you know, the parent company and everything, we're, we're gonna, the government's not going to give you any more funding. You know, um, so, so they had to shut it down. That was Russell's first experience in government. You know, but, but then he went on. He met Hal um, and, uh, and, and they took his four-choice uh, you know, random number generator machine to a NASA conference. And he met Werner von Braun. You know, you know, Werner von Braun oh, is the, yeah, the the, the, the uh, rocket guy, the na- ex Nazi, yeah, you, know, yeah. yeah, you know, whatever, and, you know, and, um, <laughs> and yeah, really a little blemish on the record, but, but uh, hey, hey, you know, the moon landing. We were know, just in uh, <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. God bless you guys who came, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a big turnout for our show. Mm-hmm. When it was one of the first that wasn't a big turnout. Yeah. We usually do pretty good numbers and. Mm-hmm. They were talking. They, they, one of the one of the people came to show. You go. You know where you're at, right? You're in Huntsville, Alabama, yeah. and this is where like von Braun. What like they wouldn't. You couldn't say he was a Nazi until mm-hmm. like the 80s. Like yeah. everyone was yeah. in full denial of like what he was. What he was a part of. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, you know they took full advantage of, of all of those guys. I mean, they, well, they I mean the Nazis so were Nazis. into like psychic stuff as uh, well, absolutely. like they testing had... like twins. Could if I burnt you, yeah. would your twin yeah. feel it? They they had a whole other side to to what they were doing with the occult. And again, they were much more interested in just like the Soviets. It's like the good side of the force and the dark side of the yeah, force. Like dude. these guys were interested in like choking people and yeah, yeah. like you know causing heart attacks and stuff like that, yeah. right? But but uh, but von Braun did very very well on Russell's ESP tester, and and uh, and and he was so good at it, he brought it to the administrator of NASA, and he said, "We should fund this. This is great." So that's how they got their first funding to get started. Was was uh, um, basically NASA provided money so that that they could teach their astronauts to be more intuitive when something goes wrong. You know, and and they found that using this machine, uh, over 200 astronauts took took part, and and uh, um, that the majority of the vast majority of them were able to improve their scores over time. You know, using this, so so it's possible to get better. But I tried it. You know, like when I first met Russell, he hands me his iPhone and he goes, "Here, you try it." And you know, the pressure's on, right? I, I'm like taking this thing and I'm doing it. And I mean, I'm just like dismal. It's like I'm not getting anything right. And and it's it's like literally like out of 25, I got like five. You know, it was a really bad. And I, I was so embarrassed. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't get it. And and he goes, No, 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 no. He says it's okay. He says you you actually are using reverse psi. 
because it's impossible that you could have gotten that many wrong <laughs> by chance. <laughs> I've always said that, dude. Right, if you're right. making like a parlay and you get none of them right, you should get some kind of award for that. Right, right, right. It's like it's like you can you can actually go to Vegas and and be so so psyched out about winning that you intentionally pick the wrong bet again yes. and again. It's happened you know? all the time. Ask Bet DSI. It's yeah. happened to me a ton yeah. of time. Now, when you met these guys, what were they like? Were they... I mean, was ever the I mean, was there ever a darkness to this program that maybe they regretted, or were they just like, oh, I can finally tell my story? It's cool that you know we can because you mentioned that you had gone through, I believe, it was you in the movie had gone yeah. through and requested these documents, and yeah. Finally, yeah. you got them and you handed it to our friend, and mm-hmm. um, he goes, finally, I can talk about this. Joseph Mengele? No, no, the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> he had said, finally, I could talk about this and show these without having to kill them after. Right, you know, right, which right. Obviously, it was a tongue-in-cheek right. joke, but... Uh, you know, was there a darkness to this? Um, you know, these people were working in actual real intelligence operations where real actions were taken and people could have died. You know, like, this was not, like, the pretend CIA or the pretend, you know, um, Department of the Navy or, or, or whatever. This was real stuff. Actions were taken. But what people don't realize often is that actions are never taken in a void. I mean, maybe they are now. Like, with our current, you know, situation, maybe they are now. because, But, but nobody just uses their gut and then bombs, you know, a city or something. I mean, it's like, you know, intelligence – is built upon a lot of different things, and and there's a lot of unreliable sources in intelligence. So um, this is one more source. So so what would happen is they would basically say, okay, we think this is going to happen here. Look here, and then that corresponds with a bunch of other information and gives them a better idea of what's actually going to happen. Um, I asked that very same question to Hal Putoff, who was the co-founder of this program, and and uh, I was in a quiet moment, and he said, I said, you know, is, do you ever regret? doing this you know like do you, do you think maybe this could have been used wrongly and and he said um he said no i don't he said he said and the reason is because wars are not started by intelligence wars are started out of ignorance <coughs> you know when you don't know what your enemy is going to do you're much more likely to go after them yes you know like if you know what your enemy is going to do uh, there's usually another scenario besides conflict and and i thought that was uh, a very interesting and profound way of of, of looking at this um I do think that the potential is there to um, misuse this kind of stuff, oh, but for but it's sure. but it's also not. I mean, but the potential for misusing your freaking cell phone Everything is, is like yeah. Yes. I mean, I mean, look, this whole conversation is being recorded right now. For I mean, sure, uh, you know, for like sure, we love you, yeah, CIA. Yeah, go go watch you know Citizen Four or, yeah. or, or whatever. Like you know, it's like the, it's it's the the tools that they have now are so far advanced to what they had back then. And what um, they we don't even know what they. I mean, like. We know this for right now, and that's the 80s. Right. We don't know what they have in 2019. Oh, dude. dude, let me tell you. Like, I was talking to Hal, and, and pretty much the same conversation, and I said, is there anything that you worked on that wasn't this, but that was really classified that you can now talk about? And, and you know, he started his career. He was a laser physicist like Russell. They were partners. But before that, he was in naval intelligence in the reserves, and, and he was still a physicist. And um, he said, yeah, he says, I, I, it's been declassified now. I can talk about this other thing. Uh, I, I was um, in charge of a program called Project Lightning for, for the government. Uh, he says, and our goal was by 1968 to um, develop a one gigahertz computer, a supercomputer. You know, and and uh, um, now, as we know, 
the gigahertz computer came out like what in the 90s maybe like you know mid to late 90s something they they hit a gigahertz you know um and uh i said well how how far did you guys get and he said well he says we got to like one point i mean we got to uh, point eight something gigahertz by the time i left in like 69 or 68 or something and i said um how long did it take the rest of the world to get that computer and he said about 30 years later yeah, that's what they do. They <laughs> slowly roll it out. Right. And, and and he said, so now he says, anytime I look at an electronic device or any other piece of technology, I go, okay, I have to extrapolate out about 30 years ahead. And that's what they actually have. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, as you did this movie, what has been the response? Have you been contacted by any psychic people going hey i i, I live this life this oh is, absolutely this ain't yeah. a movie this is ain't a lifestyle this is my life yeah i've i've, I've gotten you know um correspondence with a lot of people who, who are claim, any of them hot um i don't know most of it's email so it's oh. digital <laughs> probably not but they're, they're probably in their basement and, yeah you know and, uh very pasty and, yeah yeah you know, yeah, yeah, of, <laughs> yeah 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 no i'm just kidding but but um you know it's it's uh, I get a lot of contact with people who who um, claim to to all kinds of things, but but the, this is the the issue in this whole sort of arena that we're in is that everybody can talk. I mean, everybody like I, you know, if you don't have the actual the backup of it, you know, um, then it, it just it doesn't you can't prove anything. So it's interesting, you know. It's it, like Ingo Swan did all kinds of really cool remote viewings, like the backside of the moon and like bases on the moon. Oh, so they can go beyond. Stuff. Oh, dude, they can go anywhere. They can go anywhere, anywhere. See, your consciousness um, this exists. Is incredible. Your consciousness exists outside of time and space, right? Yes. So, so it's just as easy to see an event that's going to happen next week. Or last week, or a hundred years ago, or um, what's happening on Mars at this moment, or happening on some other system somewhere far away. Um, they they proved this again and again. Six months before the first probe from Earth got to Jupiter, um, they tasked Ingo Swan on um, trying to find out what was going to be found when when that probe got there, right? And and uh, he starts drawing like rings around the planet, and he says, "I see ice crystals, ice rings around Jupiter," and and everybody's going, "No, man, you're getting it wrong." And that's Saturn, right? right. That's it, right there. Yeah, th- this is the uh, excellent man. Excellent, thank you. Um, hey, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, good job, my friend. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the actual piece of paper. This is the actual piece of paper that he drew, and and you see, he draws this like ring around that. And and everybody goes, oh, dude, he's screwing up. He's drawing um, Saturn. Saturn. You know, like Saturn's the one. You can see that with the telescope. No, that's wrong. And and then uh, he goes, no, no, no. Because he goes, he goes, what you think? He says, I've been doing this my whole life. You think I don't know what Saturn looks like? He says, I know what Saturn looks like. This is Jupiter. You know, and and so he he uh, uh, sticks by his, his his thing. And then six months later, the first images come back. There's ice crystals around Jupiter that oh. nobody had ever seen with the telescope before. You know, so so he got that right. So so now you got to think. Okay, so that means that we're not talking about ex, uh, terrestrial communication. We're we're not talking about um, something that already is in somebody's database. We're talking about anything, anywhere in real time. You know, so so the speed of light doesn't apply. You know, like uh, all that 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 stuff does not apply anymore. So. Are we like, for instance, with uh, trying to contact extra, uh, tra- extraterrestrial cultures? Let's say, which is why you want yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, why, why, 
are we using radio telescopes, you know, that, that take light years to, to do anything when, when you probably have other cultures and civilizations out there somewhere in the universe? I mean, it just makes sense, right? Yeah. And, and, and they're, they're going, dude, we've been sending you the vibes all this time and you're not picking it up right. because you're trying to look in on your walkie talkie. Ain't happening. Do you, now is this open? Have you, it sounds like as a kid you were into the, the extra, I want to say paranormal, but the, 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 that there's more there. Yeah, I mean, always. There. I mean, I mean, look, we're artists, right? I mean, it's like, I mean, if you're an artist, you, you have to be interested in the world around you, you know, and you have to question the world around you, right? And 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 for me, um, I've always been the sort of person that that likes to just think outside of the box and like think what else it could be possible. I mean, it's just part good writing, right? I mean, it's and and um, so yeah, I I liked all this stuff, but I also found it a lot scarier when I was a kid. I don't find it scary now. I find it so interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, I think that the the easy thing to do with this kind of subject matter is to leave this podcast and go. Uh, oh man, that dude, my neighbor's gonna know everything I'm thinking. You know, like my boss is gonna know I'm late. You know, like the CIA spying on me. You know, like whatever. No, no, no. It, it, it's not that kind of ability, and uh, any more than like I don't think that um, you know. Um, at, I just think that that the world is a very mysterious place, but we're a lot more powerful within it than yeah. we give ourselves credit yeah. for. You know, and and so so that that's the key takeaway that I've gotten through the wisdom of years. You know, like it, it, initially I was kind of like, oh man, you know, there's just so much scary stuff that I don't know. Am I going to catch cancer? Is ET going to abduct me? <laughs> like, what's going on? You know, and it's like, no. You know, w- w- we are very powerful beings if we are just aware you know, of our surroundings and we use our own discernment. And and there's so many people out there that just peddle all the negative stuff to scare the fuck out of you. They don't want you, you know? looking into <laughs> right. this. Right. You know? Because it's like they because then you start to realize like, wait a minute, if that guy could do it, maybe I could do it. Yeah. You know, and but but it's but again I want to go back and be cautious and say, um, it's about balance. Because the the people who could do this sort of thing we're the most balanced people, the most um, sort of regular people. Like, you know, you don't need to go off and be real weird, you know, and then develop your psychic ability. Right. You know, like, it's like they, the SRI never had a problem getting funding if they were talking to the guy in charge. Like, if they were talking to the head of the CIA or the head of General Motors or whatever company they were, they, were to, they never had a problem. It was always the middle managers, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. the guys who were fear based, who were like, oh, no, no, people are going to laugh at me. They're going to think it's crazy. Yeah. You know, oh, no. You know, no, no. It, it's, it's the guys at the top are fucking already using yes you know like that's how they're at the top man yes (laughs) i believe the world's gone you think any of these people used remote viewing after the cia oh oh, absolutely yeah you think so dude um so i i'm working on a little mini doc on uri geller right now Mm -hmm. um uri geller was one of the people in in uh that we interviewed for this and um, he claims that he's – I went to his house in England. He lived, at the time, he's moved now to Israel. But he, he used to live in this giant mansion next to George Clooney um, off the River Thames in England. And we went to his house. And I'm like, dude, how does – this guy's an entertainer, but he's not like freaking Elton John. I mean how does he afford this like amazing house? And, and um, he claims it's because he did oil prospecting. Oh, you know, sure. he did like yeah. uh, prospecting <laughs> for gold. You know, he said that he did it for like one. Uh, he did it for the president of Mexico at one point. Uh, you know, and 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 then I think he had a thing with the president's wife, and then he had to leave or something. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but it's in his book. You can read it. Um, but um, you know, it's 
yeah, he claims that that's what he did. Uh, there's also people like um, uh, Joe McMonagall, the, the army guy that I mentioned. That dude is very successful. Like, you know, he, he runs right now the Monroe Institute, which is um, really key in sort of studying meditation techniques and out-of-body experiences and stuff like that. But um, he claims that he is currently and has been for a long time working for corporations. Um, he'll do stuff like product development. Like, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, like he said that about 10 years before ebooks, uh, he told a book publisher that came to him um, looking at trends, and he said, ditch paper. He said, it's going to all be a digital format in like the next decade. And, um, and the guy did it, and now they're doing very well. Yeah. You know, so, so it's, it's, you know, he, he says he's even sitting on the boards of some corporations and getting a monthly salary yeah. as a board member. Just for occasionally doing some remote viewing, he says it takes him like a couple minutes, and he'll send him something. And, Unbelievable! You know, like, yeah. yeah, so so it's like they'll go to him and say, "All right, we're thinking about building our headquarters in this city. What do you think?" You know, and um, or there's Lori Williams. Lori Williams um, is actually not one of the original remote viewers, but um, she runs a company called Intuitive Specialists, and she uh, learned from the original Army guys. Like she spent years studying with Lynn Buchanan, who was one of the originals. And and uh, she works for you know corporations. She teaches. She's a great teacher. Um, and you know, uh, there's tons and tons of contemporary uses for this stuff that that actually companies are already using. It, it even came out in the Sony hack that happened a couple of years ago that they had hired like a remote viewer to look at trends and stuff like that. Oh so, my god! Yeah. If so, there's any remote viewers out there. Tell me how my podcast is going to do. <laughs> One million subscribers. Oh, uh, dude. Easy. easy. I see your it. lips to the aliens. <laughs> um, well, dude, uh, this has been wonderful, Lan. I appreciate you coming out. Where can they find anything more about you? Uh, where do you want our, our, our fans to go to look at? Well, um, thirdeyespies.com is, is a good starting place because from there you can get links to um, everywhere the film is. The film's available worldwide uh, right now across every digital platform. So you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on um, iTunes. And if you get it on iTunes, actually, there's um, eight different extras that uh, come with the film that are that are really cool that I, I cut, like basically just additional little mini movies uh, out of the film. So, um, And then... Um, you can get it on Google Play, uh, you know, Xbox, any cable network, etc. But if you go to thirdeyespies.com, uh, there's also a link to um, get DVDs. Uh, yeah. If you want, like, Blu-ray or DVDs. I'm actually – anybody that's hearing this, I'm behind on on getting the, the uh, Blu-ray master out because uh, I'm doing it all myself. Oh, man. It's a freaking pain, man. I mean, the, the technology now is so antiquated that, like, I'm using stuff that, like, is just constantly crashing and, you know, like, on my new fancy computer. It's hard, man. It's like, you know, but people still like DVDs. I do. You yeah. Know? It's like so – I love the you – know, I love the collect, though. Yeah. I mean, we're eventually yeah. going to – people like to own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, they, yeah. Like, now everything's – to be digital mm-hmm. and, and people need stuff to do cocaine off of <laughs> right and and i and i just made um a, a, the thing for amazon where um they just approved it well pretty soon the dvd will also and blu-ray will be on amazon as well so you can go on there but but if uh, and then on youtube there's a ton of extras i'm starting to vlog more about this stuff so there'll be new vlogs um and i'm i have hundreds of hours of footage of this stuff i mean i spent so much time so i will be slowly uh like leaking out um, more and more like excerpts and interviews. Uh, you know, there's I, I probably interviewed 60, 50 people. I don't even know, you know, um, over the course of this. And only a fraction of those people actually made it into the documentary. And there's so many amazing stories. That, I love you know, it, dude. Yeah. You're so. going down the fun. 
I think the world is so much more interesting. Oh, it is. And all my friends who like mock me and they're, they're wonderful people. But they, it's just like, why do you want to live in that world where everything is in this box? Yeah, man. Because you're safe. It's just like the world Dude, is so extraordinary. It's like it's a beautiful, mysterious world, and and our own consciousness is right in the middle of it, and we ignore that. I mean, dude, I spent years like you talk about Six String Samurai. And where have I been? You know, it's like, it's, I made that movie. Where did I go? You know, it's like, well, I did some other things. I did some music videos. I did another movie that I didn't really like, but, you know, whatever. You know, but, but it's, it's, it was so much about my career, you know, and, and about like, oh, man, I got to get ahead. I got to do this other thing. And it's like, I was ignoring myself. And, and finally, yes, I just dude. took the time out and I went, no, no, no. I want to know what I want to do. I'm tired of doing things that other people want me to do. And, 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 uh, and it's making me miserable. I was freaking yes, miserable. Yes, dude. Now you know? you're talking, yeah, yeah, bro. I, I was. I mean, I was fucking miserable. Like the last feature I film I did, I, I almost not, – not Six String, but another film, whatever. But it, it's, it's like um, you know, uh, it was The Crow. You know, I did a sequel to The Crow. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did oh, a wow. fucking sequel to The Crow. Yeah, oh, my no, no, God, no. dude. You're rolling. killing me. No, no, look, I, the people that I worked with on that film were awesome, but when you deal with a franchise like that, right. it is fucking hard. A lot hard, of suits. Yeah, a it's lot just, of people it, couldn't even direct the yeah, movie yeah, if they want to. It's it's hard. Welcome to I comedy, I could write a dude. freaking book about that if I wanted to spend the time. You know, Welcome I mean, to it's, comedy, yeah, dude. Yeah. it's the most annoying thing ever, and it's just like... The, what we're doing, what you're doing with your movie is peer to peer. You're getting rid mm-hmm. of the the people who have to have a note to justify yeah. a check. Yeah. Dude, that's it. And and now like I'm gonna be all about YouTube. I just want to make it all about YouTube. My like, next I, special I, like, might I, go right to YouTube. Yeah, I, I've got like maybe almost ten thousand subscribers right now. You know, like I, I just want to start What's like your YouTube. Yeah, uh, YouTube is youtube.com uh, forward slash Waking Universe TV. I love it, dude. Yeah, Waking Universe TV, or just type in my name; it'll come up. But but I want to do exactly get rid of the middleman you know you don't need it it's like i've got uh, i've got all of the freaking gear i've got the lights i've got the intelligence to do it you know yeah i mean it's like we don't need some dude sitting in a high-rise going yeah you know all right you know maybe you know like whatever like no it's just about the elbow grease now no matter who you are really you know and and, and it's like that's yeah but and, and so i'm so much happier you know, um, just working with a small group of people and, you know, doing my own thing and, and um, hopefully like other projects soon. And Don't chase checks, chase passion, dude. Right. And I tell people that when they're podcasts because I'm, I'm trying to – I see people who are – we're going to wrap it up. But I see people who are stuck all the time and I have this beautiful thing that I've been blessed mm-hmm. that has grown to the point mm-hmm. I don't need – like yeah. I'm doing a, a very passion project yeah. on television. But I don't need it anymore. Right. I'm doing it because the young guy wanted mm-hmm. to do that stuff mm-hmm. and I'm blessed that they let me do it and mm-hmm. I'm not complaining about that. But I go to the – I go – I go on projects and I see people working for nothing. Yeah, and I, yeah. I go, I give them mm-hmm. the get your YouTube go, get your mm-hmm. podcast go. Yeah, it's the underground railroad it to is. happiness it is. and financial freedom, and and it's creativity. You know, it's creativity because it's like if you actually have something to say, you can say it today, and then tomorrow everybody around the world could be watching it. Yes. you know, that's that's it. It's like it, it it's. Amazing. When you combine that with all of this stuff, yeah, you know, like like which is like 
nothing compared yeah. to like what it used to be. You know, like I'm still fucking in debt yeah. over Six String Samurai, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I mean that, that movie, you know, was so expensive because because it, it's like 35 millimeter film and Panavision and like all this kind of stuff. And and it's like the, the now I got a little DSLR that like kicks iPhone. ass. Yeah. Like an iPhone. Yeah. An iPhone. an iPhone. This is my favorite tool. Dude, it's another podcast, but like I, I went on a UFO summoning thing. And what? I, I took, yeah, where you go out and you actually like meditate and like you can see UFOs and shit in the, in the air. And and I, I took about five of these and I, and I hooked them up to night vision goggles. You know, and then I had a hard drive recorder with like a wireless setup to like record shit. There you go. It was like badass. And it was like, uh, this was way better than using like, like, you know, expensive cameras. Someone just recorded a whole comedy special. They bought, they bought like five iPhones, mm-hmm. did it, edited it, returned the phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. What more do you want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When are you doing that UFO uh, thing? Oh, man. It, uh, hopefully really soon. I'm talking to somebody right now, um, and I'll probably be teaming up with somebody to, to do this. And um, because I, I know we have to wrap up, but like the, the, the whole point to my last film, to Third Eye Spies, the, the real point is that your consciousness is key. Yes. You know, your consciousness. We all exist in, in like the eye of the storm. Right. You know, like we're, in the, we're the, sitting in the center of the universe. Right. And the only thing that, that fucks us up and throws us out of it is our own fear. You know, like when we get scared or, or apprehensive or angry or, or whatever, which is all just fear, right? Then we spin out of that and, and, we, and we lose that. But, but when you're centered and you're calm and you're, and, you're, and you're doing the thing that you love doing, you're, you're in the center of your own universe. You know, and, and that's where you got to be if you really want to be successful, right? I love it, yeah. dude. Yeah. Please come on. I'm going to go to that remote viewing thing. Anytime you do some... You know, hooking up with UFO stuff. Yeah. Dude, come to a UFO summoning. We'll do it, man. When? You just yeah. let me know, oh, dude. 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 I, I'm in. My, uh, my freaking distributor was talking to me on the phone, and he does this. And he, he will actually, like, do a meditation and then, like, see lights and stuff, right? And he goes, dude, I got to go. There's, like, a light out here. And he, like, freaking filmed it and put it up on YouTube. You know, it's like, because stuff just happens I'm around in, him now. I'm in, dude. Yeah. I'm we'll in. We'll do it. We'll do it. We're done. Answer your bad man. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, everybody, <laughs> for tuning in. It's uh, Third Eye Spies. Go to thirdeyespies.com. And I'm telling you, you're going to love this movie. It's mind-blowing. It's slick. It's interesting. It's got a lot of awesome information. And if you love this podcast, I guarantee you're going to love the movie. And uh, hey, man, I appreciate you guys. It's been a great week. This is dropping. Tomorrow we drop the uh, Armenian Genocide episode that we're, I'm going to do every year. And uh, it's a great time to be alive, dude. Take what we said here tonight. Apply it to your own life. Find passion and find a way to create art based on that passion. And you'll be a happier person. Take care, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Foil, foil, patent, patent, foil, patent, patent.